0: More proof that meth makes you go crazy. The resistance movement fails to bring out their A-game. And the biggest conspiracy that has ever happened on U.S. soil. Who killed John Lennon? This is the 14th Family Podcast. Okay, everyone, my name is Jason Carpenter. This is the 14th Family Podcast. Podcast about paranormal, conspiracy theory, true crime, and all sorts of other weird news. And it's already happened. This is episode four, and I'm barely able to record it. It's funny because I thought, you know, I could do a weekly podcast. But I know after probably about two or three weeks, I'll stop recording. The neat thing about doing a daily podcast is it's actually more, it's shorter, uh, there's less work involved, so it's actually easier to do, but uh, man, I've just been dealing with some crazy migraines today, and I was like, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, and I thought to myself, even though these are kind of, you know, introducing, you know, introductory test podcasts, you got to do it, you got to do it every day, you got to do it every day. We got some good stuff coming up, though, in the future. That uh, we'll be talking about as we go on. So yeah, yeah, I'm going to try to keep the energy level up. First off, you know, last episode I was talking about Methuse and just how how I couldn't stand it. I thought it was probably one of the worst drugs that I um came into contact with, uh, not personally as a user, but just as the um people in my life. And and here's a little tip if anyone wants to find anything entertaining online. What you can do is you can Google blank conspiracy. You can also do it on YouTube. You can YouTube blank conspiracy. And what's going to happen then is that you will be able to find the weirdest conspiracies you probably never would have thought of either. You know, in in any sort of way. So, um, earlier today I was looking at some videos and looking at some good topics to talk about. And I Googled meth conspiracy. Now, obviously, a lot of the stuff that came up was, um, you know, charges for conspiracy, for distribution, things like that. But one of the second links that I found was, was this. To, to, to prep the sample you're about to hear, it's late dusk. It's you it's like you can there's just a little bit of sunlight but whoever's recording it is completely bathed in shadow. They seem to be walking around surprise surprise some sort of trailer park. Anyways, here is the uh video. We'll have the audio for you of the title of it is Heroin in Crystal Meth Government Conspiracy. Let's listen to this getting it pulled up right here i hope you guys are doing good i hope you guys are doing much having a really bad headache yeah i hope you guys are enjoying the podcast so far i really enjoy doing it it's actually getting like a, my creative fluids pumping in in other parts of my life as well so I'm, I'm having a lot of fun
1: it is on me i just can't see right now because i'm white i mean it's dark can you imagine being white and it's dark and you're fucking with blacks and you can't see them and they want to kill you
0: so apparently black people uh black people have a an advantage to being in the dark. I, I I think that is probably like one of the most old school racist things possible that somehow their skin color gives them an advantage to dark combat, to like night combat. Which, you know, I mean it, I don't I don't necessarily see how that's possible. You see whether or not someone's skin well, and you know, this guy's obviously on meth, whether or not their skin is white or black you still see like a six foot figure moving towards you Uh, but anyway so he's afraid of getting stopped um when he's because he's and you know what's weird is like i said you can't really tell what he what he what race he is i'm pretty sure he's white but even that he seems a little unsure of himself what color what race he is so let's keep listening here
1: oh yeah well you know what that's why the lion don't go into the jungle because he get eaten for food straight up all right and i'll tell you this there's a conspiracy by the u.s government to make people pipe drunk and stupid okay there's heroin in the
0: so apparently that's what makes people stupid when they do meth it's the government putting heroin in, it, in some sort of plot to um to dumb them down now and it's interesting because anyone who's been around meth addicts for you know uh, any period of time the conspiracy theory thing is really big they're super observant so uh, he goes on to explain it as he sees people smoking meth and as he's probably smoking meth himself as it starts to turn brown he perceives that as truth that there's heroin in the in the meth, as opposed to simply things turning brown when they're caught on fire, I don't know how he explains a pink hamburger patty turning brown on as you're cooking it, but um that that's where he's at mentally.
1: Methamphetamine that people are smoking, okay um I seen it turn brown. I've seen it before, right, and there's a quick fix what you do is you heat it right uh smoke it and and and, and when it's still liquid stop, and then from the back end. Just put a little acid to it in, it and let it go in and pop. And it, it'll get all that shit out. Back it out where it came in, onto a plate. And it'll whiten it and it'll make it so you don't get dumb.
0: Into our methamphetamine, it's definitely a cultural problem. So, yes, confirm, this guy does smoke methamphetamine. And to be honest, I had no idea what he was talking about, where he was, like, emptying the pipe and the liquid and you put something in and it pops. Because i not a... I don't know. But I'm sure if I have any listeners who are uh, meth addicts, former meth addicts, or just a recreational meth user, don't do it. Don't do it at all. But um, maybe they know more what's going on. We're almost done here.
1: And you know what? It's a conspiracy to make people fucking stupid and basically fucking brain dead.
0: Okay. So, the, you know, and that's always the amazing thing. If you type in blank conspiracy, you will... Uh, find out you'll find something you didn't know before I did not know that the US government was putting heroin into crystal meth which is funny because if you think about it wouldn't that actually make them less like crazy would that actually I don't think they're doing it to make people dumb as he keeps saying but uh, I don't know maybe it helps them come down from it meth is terrible meth is absolutely terrible I remember once I was at a party Relative was throwing a party, and a lot of the people who were invited were meth users, and I knew that. You know, there's a lot of people who weren't meth users. More people who weren't meth users, I should say, but there was a few meth users there just because the area we grew up in. And one day, I'm I'm at this party. I'm sitting there. I'm drinking a soda or whatever. This young man sits next to me. He's probably older than me at the time, but, and he goes, "Hey, I came up with an invention, like just out of the blue." And I'm like, "Great, this guy is totally high, and he's going to tell me the weirdest." invention possible a meth invention like something you would come up with at three in the morning after being awake for two days he goes don't you hate it don't you hate it when you're sucking on a straw And the liquid comes up to the straw and you're drinking it. And you're drinking that. Dude, actually it's funny because I'm totally about to give away his super secret idea. But anyways, he's like, when you're drinking a soda and you're sucking that liquid up and you're drinking it, it tastes really good. But then the second you stop sucking, it goes all the way back down the straw. And for you to get your next drink, you have to apply all of that pressure again. You have to suck all of that pressure again into into your mouth. So here's the thing, someone who is on meth, that would be the most frustrating thing in the world, to be drinking a soda, or whatever, and stop drinking and watch that liquid move down the straw, realizing in just mere seconds, he or she is going to have to re-suck that straw and bring that liquid back up, that is like a Herculean task, that is the level of pushing the boulder up the hill to a meth addict, having to to apply 0.008 milliseconds of time to suck liquid up into a straw. So anyways, he's like, yeah, doesn't that suck? No, I'm no, no I've never considered that to be a problem ever. Ever considered that to be a problem. But anyway, so he goes So I came up with an invention. I was like, okay. And then he pulls a di- and then he pulls a blueprint out of his pocket of a drawing, drawing of a straw with so it's like a standard straw you basically just drew a line but maybe about a half inch from the top there is a circle like a little globe built into the straw so it's like a regular straw with like basically a little reservoir near the tip and he goes that's the reservoir that way when you suck up into the straw And you stop drinking. It doesn't go all the way back down the straw. It collects in this little globe here. So your next drink is that much faster. You you can't... I can't debate that with him. Not because I don't think the science is sound. But the first thing that popped in my head was... Straws cost, what, a quarter of a penny to make? They're extremely cheap because it's just a plastic tube. Once you start putting a little ball on the top of it, now straws are going to cost more to make. You're going to have to have different packaging for them. They're going to be unwieldy at first. Like, where do you hold the straw at? These are all thoughts that I'm having instantly after hearing his pitch that I don't think he ever considered. To him, the idea of the sucking was the main thing. It was driving him nuts. He did tell me, though, if anyone wants to rip off this idea, that he mailed himself a copy of the diagram, and it's dated on the envelope. So if there's ever any trouble, he can always refer to that earlier envelope. Now, here's the thing. That doesn't work. That's never, as far as I know, because I used to look into a lot of trademark law. I used to have to deal with trademarks and copyrights and all that stuff from other businesses that I had. That doesn't really hold up in court. You have to go to the trademark office. You have to have it go to, you know, do the trademark, do the copyright, the mailing yourself, the form, it's not really going to hold up in court. That being said, I doubt that he, one, still has the original um, envelope that he sent himself to that he's still complaining about making the straw he could be. And uh, three, that anyone would rip that idea off in the first place. Because it just, on a financial level, it doesn't make any sense. But anyways, so, you know, you have these interactions with people who are using meth. And they're just, it's almost like they're in their own world. Because kind of they are, you know. They're addicted to a drug and that kind of becomes the main thing. I don't want to brag on meth users all the time. But... I do see a lot of cross-contamination between meth use, in particular, and conspiracy theories. You get meth is a big one. Uh, Marijuana, obviously, is a big one with conspiracy theories. Those are the most likely. Uh, Cocaine, maybe a little bit. You don't get many heroin, people who are heroin addicts, engaging in conspiracy theories. Their main thing is just getting more of the opioids. So, So... so, I mean, you know, it does, maybe that is a legit conspiracy. The government is, uh, no, it's not a legit conspiracy. But let's give them the benefit of the doubt. The If the government was putting other drugs into the meth supply, into heroin, may, maybe not necessarily to make them dumber, but to calm them down, it's, it's possible. Uh, super unlikely. The guy's probably just burning stuff and it's brown. I can just imagine, though, being this guy's friend and every time I'm trying to smoke meth he's like let me check it out let me check it out let me see if it's brown let me see if it's brown every every time he would have to be the worst person to share a meth with and that's a really low bar so this one this next story it's just so it's just so bad not bad as in not bad as in a subject matter wise but here's the thing this is we're getting a little political here and i know people are very divided in here you have people who are republican and people who are democrat you have people who are pro trump and you people who have anti trump and you have that in in the republicans you have people who are pro and people anti trump and then we have the resistance movement i have no problem with any of that as long as it's not leading to people actually being assaulted or attacked you can have your political views, but if you're out there beating people up, you can't be doing that. That's a totally different form of governments, of, and that's not dialogue, and it's terrible. However, if you are going to protest things, do it in a quality manner. Do it. Do it with a little. Be proud of your work. Don't just throw stuff together like this podcast, which I literally just record for 20 minutes, edit for 20 minutes, throw it online. I love it. It's great i kind of wanted that access television vibe but anyways so i came across this today it is a group called pussy scouts and uh it's i, don't, I just haven't been able to really suss out what they are to be honest it might actually be a troll the thing is is that we have come so far that you can no longer tell if someone's being actually sincere in their beliefs Or if they're trolling, because it all seems the same. This is a group called Pussy Scouts. You can go to PussyScouts.com was their website. I found this on YouTube. But it is a music video. It's a rap song. with um, Because you're not going to be able to see it, so I'll play the audio. But it's only a minute long. I'm not going to make you endure it too much. But it's a rap song with four little Girl Scouts. Rapping about President Trump, anti—that obviously should be with the pussy. Sexual salter, you know, Muslim bans, racist things like that. They can make those valid points, but just do it well. I, I, I you guys are being um, spared some of the visuals because it's just, it's just a guy in a big fake Donald Donald Trump mask. Now he's like knocking a wall over and stuff like that. Okay so there's two big things that, two there's three problems that I have with that video one the quality is absolutely terrible the, that rap is awful they need to get somebody who can rap someone who can write something it is just so grating so and the thing is what's the audience there is the audience people who uh, agree with them uh, fair enough that's totally fair enough second problem I have with that though what is with people getting little kids to cuss? I don't want to be a. I don't think I'm that much of a prude, but I I don't think it's necessarily endearing to have children cuss. We see it all the time, all the time in these political statements nowadays, and it's supposed to be like, oh yeah, look how raw and cool we are. That this nine year old girl says bitch and kick your ass, and that that's just not an. I I think it's I think it's just crass. I don't like that. And I've never liked it. I'm, I cuss personally in my life, obviously, but you learn, like, you don't cuss so much at work as you do with your friends and things like that. You you learn to kind of limit your speech in that way. So, but I mean, yeah, I just, you know, it's bizarre. It, it's almost a little heartbreaking when people bring their kids out like this. The third thing, and really the main thing that bugs me about this, is yesterday's, Podcast, I was talking about flim flam and how people basically, once they start um, trying to make money off of their message, whether it be Bigfoot or this, that's when I have to, that's when I feel like I have to call this out. This video was thrown together in an afternoon, the quality is that bad. The song was probably written in about 20 or 30 minutes. You heard the beat, it's just nothing. This was that, and when I said who's this designed for, what's the audience this is for, it, they said it: and it's to sell merchandise. That is the only reason for this. They're not trying to change voters. They're not trying to educate voters. They are trying to sell merchandise. I don't even think they're trying to energize their own base. The main goal of this and so many other political outlets on the left and the right is to sell merchandise, to sell books, to sell tickets. And I think that is a conspiracy theory. I think that you have people who have legitimate concerns with politics and then a thousand other people who are trying to make money off those concerns. We see it on both sides. We see it with books, mostly. But merchandise has become a big thing. What do they say at the end? They're not like, write your congressman and tell them you want Trump impeached. Not get out there and march in the streets and let them know you won't be silenced. It's buy our hats or shirts. Go to our website and they show a couple of the shirts that they have. Girls just want to have fundamental rights. Okay, that's fine. It's just simply sell merchandise. This is probably one of the biggest conspiracy theories right now. People are being sold a bill of goods saying that people are going to fight for them for change. Buy my merchandise. That is... That's insane. Because people are falling for it. People are 100% falling for this. They think if they buy a shirt from this group, they are supporting someone. They are only merchants. That is it. They are simply merchants. They found a cause to glom onto, end of story. And it's really sad because politics is basically getting traded for, you know, 30 pieces of silver. So, here we go now. Oh, man. We're at 22 minutes already. I wanted to keep these to around 20 minutes. I had one more great story for you. I'll give you a teaser, and we'll do it next week. Did who, who shot John Lennon? I want you to think about that. Who shot John Lennon? This may be one of the biggest conspiracy theories ever. According to Stephen Lightfoot, that is. Stephen Lightfoot believes that the mystery of who shot John Lennon is on par with the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Stephen Lightfoot has been trying to expose the true killer behind John Lennon's murder since it happened. Since, what was that, the 80s? 83, I think. Maybe a little bit before that. Stephen Lightfoot has been a one-man army for truth to find out who shot John Lennon. Next week, we will go into vast, vast detail over the murder of John Lennon, over the true murderer of John Lennon, according to Stephen Lightfoot. The murderer's name? Famous author Stephen King. This is Jason Carpenter, and thanks for listening to the 14th Family Podcast. We will be back again next week. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you soon.